Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am Amy Ravel. And I am Kirsty Frugia. We are both professional organisers and declutter coaches. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, what are we talking about, Amy? We're talking about invisible decluttering. I think so much of society thinks when they think about decluttering or when they go to do decluttering, it's always about stuff. And as professional organisers, we know that it's often not about the stuff and the stuff is the outworking of some of the invisible decluttering. So we're going to talk today about some of the invisible decluttering that comes before or during the physical decluttering and some that usually comes after once you've taken on a lifestyle of intentionality that some of these things start to be decluttered from your life afterwards. Mm. Kirst, I want to know. I don't want to ask you about Wordle because I'm just going to have my heart broken. But I want to know, have you, the Frugia family, decluttered anything in the last, let's say, fortnight? Yes, Emily went through her bedroom on the weekend. She was wrote a list of all these things that she wanted to get achieved in her bedroom and one of them was decluttering um, several areas of her room. And so, yes, we have because Emily has. Good I on air. have not. <laughs> Did you, like, was she feeling confident and independent to do it herself or was yeah, that something 100%. you guys were involved in? No, we didn't. <sighs> we just let her go. Little superstar. Yeah. She, I keep telling her she's going to come and join us, but she keeps saying that that's her worst nightmare. <laughs> I love her honesty. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just be an amazing professional organiser though, so... We'll see. We'll see. She's pretty young, so we've still got time. Yeah, I'm hoping that that can be her part-time job, though. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be perfect. She could do a Saturday with you yeah. and it'd be amazing. No, not with me. She, oh, okay. We, we, no, no, I right. don't want to work with her. <laughs> Let's get that right. She'd be an yeah. amazing professional organiser, just not with you. No. That no. sounds like Parenting 101. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Have you done any physical decluttering this fortnight? Yes, we did some of the boys' wardrobes because they grow like weeds. Um, So lots of their shorts had become little, little. We decluttered some shoes, but they were like decluttered to the bin, not decluttered to the op shop. And we decluttered our placemats because I have had enough of fabric placemats. As beautiful as they look, I am sick of washing them. So we just decided we're either going to go no placemats, which is where we were before we got this beautifully custom-made dining table, or we're going to find some that you can just wipe down. So that's what our decluttering has looked like in the last couple of weeks. Cool. So we've got some ideas on the invisible decluttering. And as Amy said, some come before, some come after, some come whilst doing it. Um, and I think that there's no right or wrong way of doing any of this and it's a unique journey that you will be on so we're not going to tell you like when you should Mm -hmm. do it or when it should happen for you we're just going to give you some examples of when it has happened for us or other people Kess, I just had a um, client intake call just before we started recording. And during that call, we talked a lot about the invisible decluttering of dreams. Mm -hmm. And so this particular person that I spoke to had had a dream of starting a business, had purchased a lot of the stock and things had happened, COVID happened. And 
she decided that she was no longer in the position where it was financially or, you know, in in alignment with what her life where her life was going. But she still had all the things, like she still had all the shop fit out. She has a storage unit with lots of stock in it. And she was kind of saying, oh, we could sell it and I need to find the right place for it. And so I spoke to her on the phone about actually it sounds like the first thing we need to acknowledge is that there's been a little bit of a decluttering of that dream and there's grief that goes with that. And so I said, I think maybe that might be the place to start is where we can, you know, it doesn't need to be long. It might be five, 10 minutes, but let's talk about how that feels. Are you happy that you're actually decluttering that dream? Or does the dream look different? Because that will help decide what you do with the stock, with the storage unit and that type of thing. That's mm-hmm. just an example of, of one of the invisible types of decluttering. Okay. I'm going to list the rest of them Okay, great that idea. we've thought of and then we can chat around them. So ideas, dreams, as Amy just mentioned, expectations of yourself, maybe expectations of others. Uh, people in general, <laughs> all of them, throw the declutter, all of them, <laughs> um, things from your schedule, uh, your belief systems and your negative thoughts. And all I'm sure very, we, very valid decluttering yes. things. Yes. And I'm sure as we go along, you might think of some other things that mm. are need decluttering or that you have already decluttered um, that are invisible and yeah, not tangible in being able to hold on to it. Kirst, have you got any personal dreams that you've had to declutter over the years? Yes. Um, I had a dream that I'd be this crafty mum. <laughs> that did not Mrs. Maker. To, yeah, Mrs. Maker. Um, and I had... So this is like expectations as well, <laughs> expectation that I would love doing craft with my kids <laughs> and found out quickly that taking an hour to plan and set up a craft that lasts for 0.0004 seconds irritated me. <laughs> and so I had to let go of that dream of being that type of mum and that mm-hmm. expectation of myself and the expectation of my children that they would appreciate at two and four all the effort that I went to to set up said craft activity for them. <laughs> so, Kirs, once you decluttered those expectations and dreams, was there a physical flow on? Like did you declutter all the craft things that you bought or did you just kind of go, I'm just going to leave it there for free play but I ain't setting it up in some special activity? Um, a bit of both. There were things that definitely went and like, you know, Play-Doh that could be done, (laughs) that gets done outside of our house at someone else's. I mean, my kids are a bit old now too. Um, But yeah, there's definitely let go of some things and then definitely let, kept it um, and gave them free-for-all or supervised the activity but didn't have any expectation of Mm. how it would go yeah that's good yeah I can think think that that comes sorry I I think it comes back to um I think a lot of decluttering can be tied into our identity Mm -hmm. and I think that getting clear on who you are the things that you enjoy the um how you were created 
your natural tendencies, um, the things that light you up, the things that don't light you up, the things that frustrate you, the things that bring you joy, um, giving space to figure out your identity can really benefit the decluttering journey. Mm. In our Head, Heart and Home course, we do a module on vision setting and we talk a lot around motivation. And I think that that's where we come across a lot of these things where we're going, "Mm, does this actually fit in with the vision I have? Maybe it used to. I know for me, one of the things, one of the dreams that I have decluttered and what I want to say too is just because you declutter something doesn't mean you never, ever, ever can do it again. Mm. So for me, I used to be a pianist. I used to play piano hours and hours and hours a day. I was talking to my mum last night. She said, you used to play sometimes six hours a day. And I was quite good. Um, And I bumped into someone just last weekend that I hadn't seen since I was probably 20. And he said to me, oh, what bands are you playing in? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't played piano for 20 years. Um, And I'd played in a band with him. And I have decluttered that dream of you know, being the person that picks up piano and becomes an amazing pianist again. So that for me meant getting rid of all my sheet music. I had lots of sheet music. And so I've gotten rid of all of it. And I've kind of said to myself, like that dream and that expectation are gone, but should I ever want to pick it up again? There's the internet that there wasn't back then. And Mm -hmm. so I could, if I choose to pick up that hobby again, I can just get the things that I actually need, but I no longer have that expectation and the guilt that comes with the expectation of storing all the sheet music because every time I saw it, I'd think, oh, my gosh, that's the worst. What a waste. I haven't played that in forever. And so, it, you know, you, you come into this belief system and this negative thoughts that you mentioned before can all be tied in together. And so by processing that, getting rid of the sheet music, there is no judgment. And there is freedom to do it if I want to. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And I think that that can be so challenging for people when they've spent good money on it, when they have got so much of their identity potentially wrapped up in a dream or an expectation or an idea or something that other people have put on you, um, that you can't possibly let go of Mm. that part of your identity instead of like what you've done is said, yep, that was definitely part of who I was and it was part of my formation of being the adult that I was at 20. Mm -hmm. And now that's not a huge portion of my life and so I don't have to set aside money, time, space to keep that area of my dreams alive. And I can away I can pick it up if I want to. If somehow some that actually becomes important to me again, I can absolutely pick it up. Um, yeah, there's such freedom in that. Yeah. Yeah. What is have you decluttered any people from your life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly, I most certainly have, my friend. I can think of um, a family that I know will not listen to this podcast, but um, significantly broke our trust a couple of years ago. Um, 
and we tried to restore the relationship and it was clear that there was no regret or remorse. And so we just decided that's it, we're done. We're we're not going to try and pursue that relationship. We've done what we can. We're just going to walk away. And as sad as that is when you lose relationship, particularly when you intentionally lose relationship, like I think during COVID there's been some um, attrition when it comes to friendships that haven't been intentional and you may pick up again. But in terms of intentionally decluttering people, like I don't want to be friends with those people ever again. Yes, I absolutely have. And it's really hard and it feels wrong. But I think there is a way that you can do that positively rather than reactively. But I want to hear from you. Please tell me I'm not alone. No, of course you're not alone. You're very, very, very rarely alone in any of your thoughts or feelings, my friend. <laughs> when you ask the whole world. <laughs> yes. So tell me, have you decluttered people? Yeah, and I think that decluttering people is a natural part of life. Like people, you know, that whole saying that people are there for a season and some people season are there. Season a reason, a lifetime. Yeah, and so definitely think that um, there can be natural um, seasons where people mm-hmm. are in your life and you may still love them but they don't need to be in your life. And then there's definitely that very intentional decluttering of people who for whatever reason um don't align with the vision that you have for your life and aren't actually healthy for you um aren't bringing you joy and freedom aren't cheering you on aren't seeing you for who you really are aren't they just don't get you mm-hmm. and they don't want to get you and they yeah. don't care to get you yeah and they don't want to pursue the relationship either, then I think that it's absolutely, absolutely necessary sometimes. And I think that it is absolutely necessary and you have to give yourself permission that, yes, you can grieve through the process, um, but there's absolutely a time to declutter people from your Mm. life and that absolutely absolute necessity in some circumstances I think we've had I'm trying to remember if it was a client or a listener that um sent through details to say that one of the things they found really hard is once they decluttered and changed from being an overly consumerist person to someone who's intentional doesn't want to spend you know Thursday morning just wandering aimlessly around the shops is that their friendships changed because all of a sudden their values changed. And that can be really challenging. That can be a cost to decluttering. But also it opens up opportunities to become friends with people who are like-minded, who do understand, who do care for the environment, care for their time, care for the people around them. So it can be sad, but it can also open up great opportunity Um And sometimes decluttering people can, it doesn't have to mean complete exclusion from your life. Mm. It can be, I'm going to declutter this person from my social media accounts, or I'm going to declutter that person from someone that I intentionally make an effort with to see once a month. I'm going to be okay that it's a six monthly friendship. And so you can declutter your schedule around friendships as well. Mm. Which is great because that brings us on to the next topic of things in your schedule. (laughs) Um, Do you want to know my greatest tip for decluttering things in my schedule? Please share, my friend. 
a global pandemic. <laughs> we do not want to wish that upon anybody ever no, again. <laughs> but how much did it declutter everything from your schedule so that you were really conscious when everything came back in? Yeah. Really conscious. Like, oh, yeah, we have to do what, a basketball game and training in the one week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that the pandemic has really helped us and I think that the coming back into life as normal normal, um, (laughs) is really challenging because people we've been so uh, desperate to get back into normal life yeah and so people have just a lot of people us included me included my family included have gone, yes, let's add that thing back in because you, child, have clearly missed it and mm-hmm. we've missed seeing you dance and whatever. So it's been very um, easy to just jump right back in and it does feel jarring. And yeah. It does, um, it, yeah, jarring. You count I the think, cost for it. Yeah. And I think that that's where... You know, terms are a really good way of reassessing and, um, yeah, but I think that also just being really mindful about what it is that you do have in your schedule and, you know, do you, I think, I think just asking that question, why, you know, it's our favorite question here on this (laughs) podcast and in life is just to say, why, why am I doing that? And then when you get to the answer of why, then you can make a true decision based on your family dynamics or, you know, your, your values about why is that important? Like, Mm. is that actually important? So for us, letting the kids go back to do a couple of sports a week, it was like, well, we really want you to be fit and healthy kids. And that has been really challenging for the last two years in because we've been inside and it's really challenging right now <laughs> with this rain that, that we're having because it feels like we've been stuck inside for 15,572 days. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so going, well, we want you to be fit and healthy and that's a great why. So how do we align that with our values of having white space in our calendar? Mm. And so how many activities do you need to go to or can we squish them in to just a few days or what can we say no to? Do yep. we actually, what, is there another way that you can get fit and healthy? Is it, you know. Good, just understanding the why. Sometimes, Kirst, I'm just thinking that sometimes when you let you declutter one of these, you actually increase the load on another. And I'm thinking specifically of people who separate from their life partners. So you may declutter a person, you may get separated or divorced, but that might actually add things Mm -hmm. to your schedule. And so it's not that you have to declutter all of these or that you have to declutter them all in sync at the same time, at the same (laughs) proportions, because sometimes you'll declutter a dream and then you have a new idea or you'll declutter people, but you'll increase the things on your schedule or you'll declutter your belief system, which will change your expectations of yourself. 
And so there's this real natural ebb and flow, like you said at the top of the showcase. There is no one way. And in this episode, more than ever, there really, really isn't one way. But it's worth thinking about, thinking, asking yourself the questions like, do I have any dreams I need to declutter? Do I have any ideas I need to declutter? Do I have beliefs or thoughts that I need to declutter? And so a lot of that's that internal, spirity, solely, brainy kind of part of us that isn't the physical And Mm -hmm. so it looks different for everyone, but it's so good to think about. And it's good to think about before you do the decluttering, while you're doing the decluttering. And then sometimes once you've done it, you actually have the freedom to think. (laughs) and You have the freedom to go, oh, that negative thought when I come up, I used to just go and entertain myself by going shopping. But now I'm actually going to deal with that negative thought because I'm not going to go and just do online shopping. A hundred percent. (laughs) And that's what, like, I love um, creating white space. I love facilitating white space for people because, like, we decluttering can. There's so many different ways of doing life and so many different ways of doing this decluttering gig is that you can be really intentional and have a really clear vision of what it is that you want your life to look like. Mm. And so you chase after that vision and you be you declutter and you declutter things and ideas and thoughts and you're very, very determined to achieve that vision. And then you might reach that vision and realise that actually that's not still not bringing contentment or it's not what you thought it would be or somewhere along the line as you decluttered things, your vision changed and morphed a little bit so there's that or you could achieve your vision and love it and and be so thrilled with where you've landed Mm. Um, and then sometimes you just start little by little and you can't see that vision at the end and you because you can't see the forest through the trees and so you're just chipping away at the physical decluttering and then as you're making space things become clearer for you Mm. and then sometimes you do end up decluttering lots of stuff and then you've given yourself space to dream a new dream and to be like all right I feel so much lighter now with all this stuff now I'm going to lift my head up from my own navel gazing (laughs) again in inverted commas like um and see what it is that I can give my attention to and and really start to think about oh actually maybe I do need to walk alongside I do need a psychologist to walk alongside me or I do need a counselor to walk alongside me because there's still some things that trip me up along the way Mm. and there's still some belief systems or thoughts that I have that I'm still not agreeing with or I don't want to partner with in this season. So, Mm. so many, there's no one path. Everybody gets to do their own thing. (laughs) And I just want to add one thing to that, Kirst, is that when you are physically decluttering and you get stuck or you're like, oh, I can't get rid of that, and you start to use words like can't, that is an excellent time to stop and go, is there actually some internal decluttering I need to do before I'm able to declutter my high school journals? Do I need to think about this a little bit more and go, what is it that's tripping me up? Ah, it's that I have negative thoughts. I have 
a negative belief system and work through that, declutter that, and then it's so much easier to let the items go. Mic drop, 100%. Woo woo. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to read out a review oh, on no, that note. Let me know. I want you to have say more. something else. I, oh, God. I always have more. I always have more. <laughs> I thought you were like, mic drop, we're done. But no, people, we are not yeah, done. No, no. Do not press skip on your podcast <laughs> app. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you that when you hear yourself saying can't or I should, they are the perfect times to ask why. Why can't I let go of the high school? yearbook or why should I go and have dinner with my parents every Sunday lunchtime like just and not saying that you should or shouldn't do either of those two (laughs) just some (laughs) examples um but really really great opportunities to stop and ask those questions why and dig into all of that and figure out what your belief system is around those things or what your thoughts are around those things so thank you Amy now you can do we're good we're good we are you can do your podcast review now (laughs) this podcast review was left all of a couple of days ago um and it's a five-star review titled transformative which i have to admit in my head the first time i read it i went transformative 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 and it took me ages to work out what the word was so just putting that out there (laughs) mr lee says i love kirstie and amy No, that's not what they say. Let me try that again. I'm having trouble with my words today, although I'm sure they do love Kirsty and Amy. But actually what they write is, I'd love Kirsty and Amy to see what I've been able to achieve in my home and life thanks to the weekly guidance and support from their weekly podcast. I'm starting to feel it, dot, 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 the freedom. We actually can see what you've been able to achieve because you can come over to our Facebook community. If you just get on Facebook and search the art of decluttering community, you can post your photos up there and tag us and say, Hey, this is what I've been able to achieve and share your wins with us. Cause we are your support cheerleader squad people, um, as are the rest of the 45,000 people in the group. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mr. Lee, is that was that? Yes. Him? Yeah, yes. we would love, 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 love to see and cheer you on. So come on over, you and everybody else who listens. Um, and if you want to be like that beautiful person and leave a review, we would really appreciate it because not only does it bolster our egos, <laughs> <laughs> which always need a little bit of love. Yeah, it. Um, it helps other people to find and um, find us and to decide whether or not to um, have a crack and listen to us. So um, do us a favor and do your future friends a favor by leaving a review. We hope that this week you can reflect on some invisible decluttering that you might need to do. We'd love to hear how you go. Um, you can always email us at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. 
We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.